Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of The Hollywood Podcast, covering the latest in film, TV, streaming, and social media. I'm your host, Max Geshwind. Stay tuned for today's episode. Thank you, everyone, for tuning into this week's episode. For this week, I'm joined by costume designer Christina Flannery, whose past credits include the Netflix film All My Life, the Showtime series The Shy, the Hulu original film Fresh, and the Paramount Plus series Players. She's now out with her latest show, The Righteous Gemstone Season 3, which is now streaming on Max. Christina, thanks so much for taking the time to chat with me. For having me. So I'd love to um, start at the beginning of your involvement with Righteous Gemstones. This is, you know, season three of the show. You hadn't worked on the first two seasons. So we'd love to know how you came on board. And also, what were those initial conversations like with Danny McBride that gave each of you the confidence to, you know, work together on this new season? Um, sure. Yeah. So, um, when I initially met on the show, um, you know, I did my first pass of my boards, but it was initially what happened was I was like, all right, when you generally meet on a show, you're like, can I get a script? So I know what I'm putting out there. Um, and they had no scripts at the time. So they were like, just watch the show, put some stuff together, um, based on what you see. And I'm obviously already a huge fan of the show. So I was, it was so easy for me. It was very natural. Um, and then they came back and were like, yeah, can you also do some Y2K stuff? Um, so I had got that all prepared and I did my first run of meetings with the producers. And then my second interview was with Danny and, um, you know, I showed him on my boards and then, you know, when we were talking, I was just like, I just have like one stipulation. Like, I just really want to do Jinkos. Like, I feel like it's like not done, um, a lot in like throwback, you know, shows of this kind of era. So he like, you know, cracking up laughing. It was like the quickest, most enjoyable 11 minute interview of my life. Um, and then we, you know, I, it was about a month and then I headed out to Charleston and, you know, it was just getting, you know, all the boards together and pitches. A lot of it was figuring out how to bring my, you know, aesthetic, my style into the show while, um, still kind of following the dialogue of season one and two uh so as not to like I guess confuse the viewer you know you don't want to like make it so completely different that it's very obvious that it's it is different though I do feel like you probably can tell mm -hmm. um but all the storylines you know each character had a new storyline which is what's so great about um the righteous gemstones i feel like every season you've got a whole like another like crew of bad guys and new um new characters like maymay and steven steve zahn and stuff like that so it was kind of like working with that and then figuring out how to you know change things with like bj and like say judy's coming back from tour so yeah it was kind of like that was the process well, I was actually, you sort of answered it, but, you know, I would think coming onto the show, you know, mid-series, you know, having not worked on the first couple seasons, that presented an added challenge. So, um, but it seemed like you were already a fan of the series coming into the show. Did you feel like, though, you had to do a lot of repeat viewing of the first two seasons or because the third season was so different story-wise, like they were the heads of the church now, they became millionaires. And as a result, that resulted in an elevated sense in terms of 
their looks, did you feel like you were crafting something new that you didn't necessarily need to rely so much on what's already been out there? Yeah, I mean, I think that this show is definitely something that piques my interest. Um, that whole mega church Southern culture, you know, I am from the South, so I do feel like I've always had like, you know, interest in the Tammy Faye Bakers and um, things like that, you know. So I think I definitely rewatched the shows just because when I am designing a project, I like to make sure that I'm very immersed in the, every aspect of it. So whether it's like, you know, working on, um, you know, the Righteous Gemstones where I'm like, making a TikTok account so I can like follow weird hype priests and, and uh, Hillsong and things like that. Uh, so I did, I, I did do like a recon. I did do some research. I know the designer from season one and two, I think she did a great job. And um, that was also very easy. You know, I follow her on Instagram. So I've seen her Instagram stories and it's just been, you know, very exciting um, journey. So, yeah, I mean, I, but I do think that because there were so, so these storylines, you know, and, and in the script, they, they did talk about how BJ, for example, has a glow up. Um, what they didn't talk about was, um, you know, Kelvin. And I, I, I did feel like, you know, enough, enough time had passed that I wanted to bring it into my own, you know, direction, which is kind of that more of that hype priest element, which is a lot different than you see in season one and two, but still, I feel like the progression is natural, you know? Uh, so I didn't, yeah. I mean, I think that there is, there is a percentage of things that I like, you know, I kept within um, the realm of the gemstone season one and two, but I definitely think within season three, it was just off the rail <laughs> going really intense and like uh, just pushing the, pushing the envelope in my direction a lot more this season. Yeah, something that's so different this season as opposed to the first couple is just the sheer range of costumes. There's the cap and pistol secret society uniforms, the racing sequences, um, the church groups. Would love to know sort of the real world inspirations that you drew from for each of these specific worlds that you crafted in the third season. Sure. So, yeah, I mean, the race car stuff, you know, it's, it's, we're in South Carolina. We're so close to North Carolina where you have all those like Daytona 500 and all that stuff. So it's like, I love like the whole nostalgic element of Dale Earnhardt. So I think that when I was designing, for example, young Jesse's um, fire suit that you see in the very beginning of the episode of, of episode one, it's this like beautiful hand stone embroidered silk Elvis mashed with Dale Earnhardt fire suit that I felt was something that I hadn't seen done before, but I really was excited about it. You know, there's a lot of directions that you can go with that, but I felt like an elevated outlandish Dale Earnhardt fire suit was just so bonkers to me. I'm also like, man, where is that suit? It's so cool. I want to wear it. Um, Cape and Pistol, I feel like, was a lot of different references that, you know, throughout, even from the 1700s, you know, there's just, there was so many things like 
that you see like you know even like subtle nods to like the good the bad and the ugly with Clint Eastwood like there's yeah. just so many weird elements that we did with that and with you know the the weight the weight of it I wanted it to seem very rich and and the color palette uh and then like obviously the little tiny details so it's like yeah like okay and doomsday preppers you know I mean that is just fun research that is a spiral down 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 and it was quite enjoyable um and I also worked on a film called them that follow that went to Sundance like a couple years ago with Walton and I already had had that deep research of that snake handler kind of world, which to me is incredibly fascinating. Um, so yeah, I think, you know, as a designer, I have a kind of a weird upbringing. I had like a little splash of being Mennonite when I was young and my mom used to make my clothes for me. And I just, from a very young age have been just enamored by how clothes really tell who the person is and you know obviously taking that and putting that in an aspect of the film world has been such a rewarding experience um one costume in particular i wanted to touch on was jesse's gold trim dolce and gabbana suit which is one of the visible results that you see of them becoming millionaires now and heads of the church which is you know in contrast to um his look of the first two seasons mm -hmm. um can you touch on um the inspiration behind that particular costume yeah that's gonna be like you know hank williams jr in like the like early phases of his career george jones elvis um yeah I, there was like an 80s period where like hank williams jr was doing really flashy like stage performance costumes and yeah, that costume, I was definitely afraid a little bit because I think it was really out of a normal Jesse realm. He's kind of a little yeah. bit more modest, not as flashy. So that one was kind of like, is he going to go for it? Am I going too far? Am I going to get in trouble? Um, so that one was what I was really excited that somehow managed to make it. And uh, it's it's definitely a, a testament to the the wealth and the new leadership and like how they would take that and portray that um to the congregation another fun then one that we see right in the first scene actually of the first episode is amy lee's watermelon pantsuit which is just so much fun to to mm -hmm. look at um can you talk about um where you got the idea behind that look so that one I actually was, uh, I, I, I love that like Southern, I mean, just from my childhood, just going to, you know, the country, the county fair and the fireworks and things like that you see and I you, watermelon and all that is really enmeshed. I feel like truly there's a little too Wong Fu touch in there. Mm -hmm. um, so that, and then I wanted to have, we were going to be shooting at night and I think it was important sometimes. And if, you know, if your DP can shoot white, which is like godsend, thank you, bless, um, which ours could, it yeah. looks so incredible on camera when you can do it and do it right. So it was like having that element of the watermelon, the white jumpsuit, and also Amy Lee hasn't really worn pantsuits or anything like that throughout season one and two. Uh, and considering that, you know, we want to show a lot of the dirt and, and the fear and stuff like that. So there was like a little element of like youth because it's kind of like a play, like a onesie play suit and also, you know, safety as she's like jumping over things and running and stuff. So like it works in a lot of facets and it's a huge contrast from like 
May May, who is just this terrifying, scary person to like this, like almost like fawn running through the crowd. So yeah, there's a lot of thought that went into that one. And that was a really fun costume to make. Yeah. Um, can you talk about um, Judy's character and what you were going for in terms of her look as she's coming back from tour in this season? So Judy, I really wanted to lean into the like fashions, like, but, but the aspect of like, what would a young Judy think an older Judy would want? So it's like glitz, it's glam, it's sparkle, it's, it's touches of rock and roll. You know, I used, um, I have some Mugler in there. I had, you know, within doing that, there's also a range of, we have to be grounded in the reality that she is the head of a church and, you know, her mom was such a beacon. So, you know, there are touches where you'll see like that suit set. That's that Mugler set when she's making out with Steven. Uh, there's also lots of Gucci because I mean, it's like Judy Gucci. It's like there it yeah. is. I think Judy was in a store and like the Gucci in like New York or something like somebody came up to her and she's like, Oh my God, I love you. I love Gucci. I'm just so obsessed with it now. And it's just like, so it was so perfect for her character and, and bringing in that, like, you know, badass, you know, I, I added again, another character, I added pants to uh, the season. And then as we, as we progress into the, the season, we see that, you know, she gets in trouble with BJ and that's kind of where I started making a pivot in her wardrobe. You, you see this like badass rock and roll to the extreme of even cousins night where she's wearing a jacket that has like naked ladies on it that I was like, Oh, I don't know about this one to, um, a huge transition where she starts wearing like a lot of those soft uh, fabrics and more like feminine, like leaning into um, what, you know, she should potentially be doing to like, you know, be, be more safe and like underground. Right. So, yeah. I read somewhere that you modeled particular characters after certain 2000s era stars, such as JT, Brittany um, and Amy Lou, I believe after um, Tammy Lee Baker, as you mentioned before. Um, can you share what made you think of these particular real life people to draw inspiration from? And um, did you look into these particular people's, you know, fashion sensibilities at the time that the story is set in? Yeah, so we, my assistant designer, Mara Cusick, she and I had so much fun with this. I mean, my walls were just like everywhere you looked, it was inspiration. And we even got to the point where we were like on eBay ordering like magazines from like 99, 2000. So you could really get that authentic look. And it's a gray area, 99, 2000. But um, yeah, I would say Danny, uh, Jesse's young Jesse's character was very much like Fred Durst, um, Ja Rule, 50 Cent, Eminem, you know, in that realm. And then Judy was, you know, your Britney Spears, Christina Aguilera, Spice Girls, things like that. Um, and our little Kelvin was even Stevens was his kind of like vibe with the puka shells and the Hawaiian print shirts. So um, and Amy Lee, definitely Tammy Faye Baker. I mean, I feel like in so many ways that is who she who she really is on the show and stuff outside of, you know, I think that she has a a different kind of approach uh but yeah tammy faye baker is definitely you know and even and even old country you know dolly parton things like that were like references in this you know old uh reba mcintyre so it's like you know injecting all that like southern culture and like god-fearing type people and you know amy lee's um in amy lee's wardrobe 
Yeah. And it seems like that's something that you were able to draw on your personal experience too, having grown up in the South and especially during this same exact time period that the story set in during the 2000s. Season three of Righteous Gemstones is now streaming on Max. Episodes coming out every week leading up to its finale on August 6th. Um, But yeah, Christina, thanks so much for chatting with me. I appreciate it. Of course. Thank you for having me. Thanks so much for tuning in. Please take a moment to subscribe to The Hollywood Podcast for free on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. Until next time, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Max Geshwind. Thanks for listening.